Hello basketball players, welcome to Full Game, a podcast where we talk about the most beautiful sport on earth. And for today's match, we will take a look, quarter per quarter, to basketball into the biggest event for sports world, Olympic Games. So, what if you take your kicks, put your ass out of the bench, and please stay tuned from tip-off to final pulsar. Okay, guys, we are out of the bench, we are on the court. So in this first quarter, we're gonna talk about some history, because it's really important to know that prior to its inclusion as a medal sport, basketball was just a demonstration event in Olympics. I mean, men didn't contend for a medal until 1936, when basketball made its first appearance. But it was just in a man match because we need to wait 40 years in the future until 1976 so women can contend or can also contend for a gold medal in Olympics. Uh, the first contend in 1936 was between the USA team and the Canada basketball team and the final scoreboard were 19 to 8 points the USA lead that that um, match they won the first gold medal and after that the American team proved his dominance winning the first seven Olympic tournaments without losing a single game that's a really really amazing record of course they had a record they have a record but it was the beginning of basketball in history now Let's go back to the bench, but just for a little while. And we are going to continue on the second quarter. We are back on the court and it's time to talk about a really important event in basketball history, not just in Olympics history, in basketball history. Because we all know the NBA is that American league where the best players around the world contend and, and they become professionals or more professionals. Well, that players couldn't contend in Olympics in the past until 1989 when FIBA approved the rule that allowed the NBA players to compete in international tournaments, including Olympics. Well, in 1992, the USA presents uh, the first team integrated by professional players and the world know it, know them as uh, the dream team. Players like Michael Jordan and Magic Johnson or Larry Beard play for the very first time in Olympic Games, in an Olympics. And of course, they won a gold medal. They continue with this dominance that the USA had and over the, the rest of the countries. And they won a medal in 1992, then continue in 1996 and 2000 and the next, the next years. But I told you that it was the beginning of something really important in basketball. That is globalization, the basketball globalization. Um, the appearance of professional players opened the door to another, another players around the world. And... 
It's time to go to the dress, to the lockers, to our lockers, drink some water and take a very, very good rest. Because the next half of this match is really, really amazing. So guys, see you in some seconds. If you're a basketball player, of course you have heard from your coach that the second part of a match is a completely different match. So, for this third quarter, we are going to put the USA basketball team achieves a site, and we are going to talk about the rest of the world. As I told you, the introduction of professional players to the Olympics opened an important door, and I like to call it basketball globalization. What does that mean? I'm gonna tell. I'm gonna tell you an example. In I think it's 2004, the Argentina basketball team won the Olympic uh, gold. They defeat the USA team, and it's uh, one of the most important players from Argentina was Manu Ginobili, who had a really important role in the San Antonio Spurs, Spurs, an NBA team. And this is just an example of foreign players who start to achieve important um, important things on his selections. We can use the Spain selection as another another example with players like Pau and Marc Gasol, Rudy Fernandez and Ricky Rubio that are players that are playing from the NBA and and they are making and they are achieve things with his uh, selections and with his countries. Nowadays, there are almost 100 foreign-born players in the NBA from 40 different countries, and it has given a higher level of competition to Olympics and for um, content from international competitions also. And I'm sure that this year we will see it on Tokyo's 2020. So it's time to go to the last quarter. So guys, we are almost on the finish. As we saw on the last minutes of the third quarter, we will find NBA players from some countries around the world in Tokyo 2020. So let's remark some of them who of course are considered at medal candidates. Uh, the Australia team will travel to Tokyo with six NBA players, the same as the French team, where we need to follow Rudy Gobert, this player who had a very nice season this year with the Utah Jazz. It's really interesting to see what this team can do, could do on this, this Olympics. And the Spain and Argentina team has three and four players respectively, and we need to count, we need also count two ex-NBA players, Uh, Pau Gasol and Luis Escola and Slovenia with only two players is the biggest surprise in this Olympics they are making his first appearance with the rising young star Luka Doncic who is only 22 years but he had lead uh, his team and they had a record they had won their last 16 games so it will be really interesting to see what can these teams do on this Olympics. And what do you think? Do you think that we will have a new champion, a new different champion? Because the USA team is uh, also participating with 
um, the whole team plays on the NBA. But uh, the rest of the countries has potential on this on this Olympics. So guys, what do you think? So guys, this is everything for today. It's been a genuine pleasure to be here with you. Thank you all for listening. And remember, keep training because I will see you on the court on the next match.